This is the last 86,400 seconds in AI. It's your executive summary of what's happening in AI, with a special focus paid to AI safety. It's for busy leaders looking to win with data. Everything that we mentioned today is on our Twitter. Follow us at TakeControlAI to get the links. A lot happened in the last day. Here's what you need to know. Alex? Hey, Ramsey. Uh, we have from CDO Trends today. AI spending in APAC to reach uh, $32 billion by 2025. I think that's that's a huge uh, amount, especially given the, the size of GDP that region re- uh, represents, uh, global GDP, excuse me, um, how hard it is to start a business there and uh, you know how few developers uh, and how little AI talent there is over there. Um, so it's great to see you know so much money flowing in and helping uh, give them a boost there. Um, go, yeah, compare that did, did to the, article- the U.S.'s... 120 billion uh, by 2025. You know, having Did the article go into all what but... the breakdown is? Did they go into all what the breakdown is, like by nation? Uh, no, uh, just sort of uh, okay. by topic. Okay, uh, interesting. Because we yeah, should uh, we should expect some some massive conglomeration. Because admittedly, like you know, Taiwan, Singapore, Japan, Korea, and increasingly China do have otherwise relatively up and coming, if not like sustained interest in AI and robotics at the decade scale. Uh, so it, especially with the current AI arms race that we're entering with China, that, that number shouldn't come as a surprise. No, not at all. Not at all. No, uh, it's great okay, to uh, see let's uh, say, it's such a big chunk of the U uh, S share as well. Yeah. All right. Let's say approved. What else? All right. Uh, we have uh, this is from VentureBeat. How low-code machine learning can power responsible AI? Uh, they point towards several low-code tools uh, or no-code tools that basically have uh, you know responsible AI packages built in, so you don't need to do anything extra. It just spits out all the the necessary data for transparency, fairness, um, privacy for you. I think that's so I love be great that. let's, as, let's think back as to younger people get into uh, developing AI. Yeah, and not even just younger people, but uh, people who are otherwise uh, newly technical or non-technical, but looking to do deeper technical work. The low-code, no-code tools are are their best friend in this process, uh, regardless of their age. You can think about it in terms of their years' experience, and this is something that Alex, you and I have talked about in the lab um, for for some time around the notion of vendor pass-through risk. So how is it that if I'm a company that is not developing in-house data science solutions, but rather I'm licensing my data science solution through a low-code, no-code, or platform-based tool, how is it that that platform creates business continuity challenges for me as a customer of it? And how do I absorb their failures? Uh, To see low-code, no-code, and platform tools converging on the solution that having a proactive stance about AI safety actually is just better business is heartening. And I'd like to see that become a greater trend. So let's say approved. And can you please DM me the link? Absolutely. Thank you. What else? Up next from Inc. We have seven trends in artificial intelligence. Every founder should pay attention to. Do you want to give us the quick shakedown? No. <laughs> okay. Uh, well. Sure. Yeah, well, end of the episode. <laughs> uh, number one, the U.S. and China are increasingly collaborating on AI. Awesome. Number two, 
Love language that. models are getting smarter, but also more biased. Uh, yep, that happens yeah. when they eat more of the internet. All right. Yeah, to be expected. <laughs> Number three, uh, AI ethics are increasingly important. Excellent. Yeah, as one would hope. Uh, number four, AI is getting faster and more affordable. Good. Yeah, I want to highlight the, the sentence here. They include, since 2018, the cost to train systems has decreased by 64%, while training times have improved by 94%. So these are the types of things that you need for at-scale digital transformation and AI transformation, is that this has to be able to move from a thing that's extremely resource intensive, both in terms of compute, human resource, and time to a thing that can be done in minutes or hours by people who otherwise might not have a lot of latent experience. You need that confluence of factors. It can't just be cheap. It can't just be fast. It can't just be easy. It needs to be cheap, fast, and easy for it to be the kind of thing that increasingly becomes worked into how a business actually operates. Exactly. Uh, number okay. five, Keep going. more companies rely on extra training data. Uh, it, it generally means they're uh, sourcing data from third parties and ex external sources to sort of fill in the gaps that uh, they don't have. Interesting. So. That's interesting. Yeah. Let's, uh, let's, let's connect that back to a recent conversation we've had about synthetic data. Um, hmm. Okay. Yeah. Keep going. Yeah. Uh, number six, uh, global AI legislation is growing. Great. Number seven. Yeah. Uh, robotic arms are becoming way more affordable. Uh, can't wait to high five one in the office. Number eight. Yeah, really. Just hope it doesn't break your arm in the process. We'll 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 set its high five strength to two. There we go. Okay. Uh, up next here we have from Washington Post. This is a little intense, but topically appropriate. Uh, the Ukrainian army is scanning faces of dead Russian soldiers and then contacting their mothers. Oh, that's so heart wrenching. Um, yeah, I would. They, I would uh, say Clearview AI approved. Has, has given them special uh, permission to use the system for free. Yeah, that is a look. I think it's important to be able to talk as like adults out loud without being um, saccharine or maudlin about the horrors of war. But to be able to apply technology on the, the back end of, of what the reality of war can be and use it for a process like this, look, especially within the lab, we have strong opinions about companies like Clearview. But as far as the, the human, human rights alignment between how we use AI and what we want out of the good life, um, this is a marginally net positive use. Um, of a technology that has otherwise been um, marginally net negative, I'd say. So I would say that this is uh, very, very solemnly approved. All right. Uh, and we have from New York Times, last one, AI is mastering language. Should we trust what it says? Open AI's GPT-3 and other neural nets can now write original prose with mind-boggling fluency development that could have profound implications for the future. I mean, you got to love New York times being literally a year late on GPT three, <laughs> but uh, no, no, it's important. I, I shouldn't cast, I shouldn't cast shade. Um, the reality is that even if you operate as a leader on the edge of this space, 
a lot of the understanding of what's happening in the current revolution of large language models is still trickling through the the greater mimetic space and, and the community. So I, I can't I can't actually be too begrudging with them for that. Um, I'd say that just just because for our audience that one's relatively passe by now, I would say skip. Okay. Yeah. Although, I mean, if this was like, dude, if it was literally a year ago, I think that would have been interesting. Yeah. No, uh, I, I have to that, double check the, the date fact on that we're this. here. Yeah. The fact that we're here, um, that is, is interesting, good, true, old. All right. Uh, you said that was it. Oh, well, uh, one more. I apologize. Great. Uh, this is from MIT technology review. House flipping algorithms are coming to your neighborhood. Despite millions of dollars in losses, iBuying's failure doesn't signal the end of tech-led disruption, just a fumbled beginning. That is always going to be true, like as a general architectural pattern, uh, where someone moves fast and early in a space with poor business guardrails around a new technology. It has disappointing outcomes, and we look at it and say that this is clearly an indicator that nothing's going to happen in this space and we're wrong. That'd be a completely incorrect assessment of the state. Rather it is, I wonder how much time and money it's going to take to dial in the technical and business unit challenges that caused this egregious failure and how long until the incentives at play here, which strongly favor an automated system like this finally have organization level catch up and we get systems that are high efficiency, high accuracy like that, as long as it's not an ontological question of can it work, but rather what went wrong mechanically such that it failed, there will, I, I would say with probability of one, there will be deterministic, like 100% solutions to, to that type of work stream path, especially when the incentives are extremely strong from a financial basis to have the technology accurate, uh, really accurate and really high throughput. So I'd say that that is uh, approved. All right. I just want to awesome. throw this out here too. Uh, Zillow was the the largest loser so far in this game. Um, the the pandemic really, you know, shook up the housing market as everyone saw. Zillow lost eight hundred and eighty million dollars due to uh, their automated uh, home purchasing. Oh right, no, I, I remember the the postmortem teardown. And if you go look through the public accounts of the postmortem teardown and the Zillow data science team, now mind you, this is of course to the best of our understanding. So I'm not going to represent this as maybe what actually happened, but to the best of our understanding, the reports that we can get access to suggest that the fundamental failure modes of, of Zillow's data science division were coordination failure problems. There were problems in incentive and communication and collaboration that started as people problems and became systematic data set selection and model training and model monitoring problems. But if you go into like, okay, how did this all really happen? As always, the thing you find at the core is a human coordination failure problem. And Zillow is no exception to that. Only they had some handy coordination software. I know, right? Um, Alex, thank you for this. I will see you in 86,400 seconds from now. You're welcome. See you then. The last 86,400 seconds in AI is a service of the AI Responsibility Lab, the team behind Mission Control. 
Mission Control is the project management platform for high-performing data science teams. Do better zero-defect data science work faster at takecontrol.ai.